0: Hello, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Thursday, January 20th, 2022. I'm Mike Cacciopoli. Oh, so what are we going to talk about today? Yes, everyone wants to talk about the Biden press conference. Everyone wants to talk about the press conference that Joe Biden gave for two hours. Rambling on, giving incoherent answers, claiming he... Is the most successful president in the first term ever. Now, in the first year ever. Well, of course, he'll. in three years, he'll say he's the most successful president in the first term ever. But right now, with the anniversary being today, today is actually the one-year anniversary, January 20th, uh, of his presidency. He claims that no one has ever been more successful in the first year. This is the new thing. This is why people hate politicians. I mean, this is the reason people hate politicians. That they cannot admit the truth. They can't admit their failures. They can't admit their failures. They can't say something like, it's been a rough year, but I have three more. There you go. That's honest. It's been a very rough year, and yes, technically, you have three more. Yes, that would that'd be, that'd be very honest. It's been a rough first year, a really rough first year. But look, I have 75% of my presidency left. Those are accurate numbers. There's nothing wrong with that. You can't say he's a liar. It's factually correct. Yet he can't even say that. So we have people like Bill de Blasio, as I played yesterday, saying he's the best mayor ever, that crime went down and when it went up, when COVID was killed, when it's worse than ever before. Look, it's, it's, the opp- it's the exact opposite. It's not like 75 degrees opposite of what they say. It's 180 degree opposite of what they say. Yet they lie. They just lie. And they think you're stupid. Why would people not resent what, someone that lies to their face when they know they're lying? What did uh, what's her name? The judge say, "Don't pee on my foot and tell me it's raining. Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining." That's what these politicians do. They pee on your leg and they tell you it's raining, and that not only that, it's good for you. To pee on your leg is good for you. They lie to you when you know the opposite is true. You know that this has been a disastrous first year. You know it. Independents know it at the at a huge clip. Twenty five percent approval, one of the worst ever. A year into a presidency. Forget about Republicans. What is it, like a 2% approval? Remember, Trump had more approval among Democrats in his first year than Biden has among Republicans. It wasn't much higher, but it was higher than two. And 75% Democrats approve of – that number is low three years into a presidency. Two years into a presidency. But one year into a presidency and already, only, and already one out of every four Democrats don't approve – of the president that represents their own party? Remember, Trump's number was usually what? 95? 90, 95? I think it was ninety or ninety-five on year or year in. So all the numbers are bad. Everyone knows you're bad. Independents know you're bad. Democrats know you're bad. Republicans know you're bad. And yet you're lying up there. You're sitting up there lying. And he'll do it again in the next week or two, whenever the his first day of the union is. He'll say the state of the union's strong when it's just the opposite. So it's just lying. It's just I mean, I'm not going to go over the two hours of questions and all this nonsense. But just the, the thrust of it, the through line is he lied again. He lied again. And people are tired of politicians lying to their faces. And that's all Democrats have done over the last two years is lie to their faces and tell them the opposite of the truth. And then when the truth comes out, they say, well... We always thought that, or well, no, we've just learned that now. Which things are evolving. So it, it, it's it's constant. It's never ending, and people are getting sick and tired of it. They're getting sick and tired of it. You know, then the Republicans like to say he's he's too far to the left. I don't even know what that means anymore. I don't even know what that means anymore. If left is controlling and authoritarian and fascist, then yeah, I guess that's where he is, but. Is that left? Once again, we went over this before. It's not liberal, it's illiberal. It's not liberal, it's authoritarian. Now, if that's what liberals have always really been, which is very possible, then they're right. Then he has gone too far left. But I I, I don't know that to be the truth. I don't know that to be the truth. I mean, I would think if if someone on the right was going to say he went too far left... They would say he's promoting things like Medicare for All, but he's not. They would say he'd be promoting things like ending all college debt, but he's not. So I, I don't know how he's going too far to the left. Has he been an authoritarian? Absolutely. Has he been fascist? Absolutely. Along with every Democratic governor. And every Democratic mayor. But I think we have to stop looking at this in left and right. The, the left likes to say the politicians – the Republicans are too far to the right. And the, the Republicans like to say the Democrats are too far to the left. This is like a constant thing we've been hearing since I was alive. Since I've been alive, that's what they say. Oh, this president has gone too far to the left. Oh, this president's too far to the extreme right. Oh, this president plays to the extreme right of his base. Oh, this president plays to the extreme – they say the same fucking thing, whether it's true or not. It can't be true all the time. And every, t- every term they say it. Every time some of the opposite is in office, they always say – that guy is the extreme one way or the other. It can't always be true. It can be true sometimes, but it can't. logically it can't always be true. It's impossible. It's mathematically impossible. But that's what they like to say. But to me, all I see from – I don't see liberal from, from Biden. I don't see conservative from Biden. I don't see moderate from Biden. I don't see triangulation from Biden. I see an authoritarian creep. I see an old, worn out, demented, authoritarian creep. That's what I see. I see a divider. I see a guy who likes to say, "You're these are, the 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 unvaccinated are the are the are the Jews are the blacks." And yes, that's what it is. They don't want to admit it. But when Democrats or people who claim to be on the left say we need to do all these horrible things to the unvaccinated, they might as well be saying. The Jews, the blacks, this might as well be the 40s to talk about the Jews or the 60s and talking about the blacks. And they'll say, oh, no, no, it's not the same thing. Because they don't want to admit that they are evil people. They don't want to admit that they have a fascist streak to them. They think because they're modern man, in quotes, they can't have these horrible thoughts. They can't be these horrible people that people were in the 40s and the 60s so long ago, 80 years and 60 years ago. Because I'm modern. I'm modern. I'm a modern thinker. You can't put me in that category. But you are, bland. You are. It's the way it goes. You don't want to be in that category. Don't say horrible things. Like the unvaccinated should be ostracized or left out of society or put into camps or killed. Don't say it if you don't want to be it. But to me, this is simply fascism. This is fascism. This is all in the line with being a racist or anti-Semitic. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. So, when Biden stands up there and is incoherent and has no idea of the damage he's caused, of the damage his party The governors and mayors and politicians in his party have caused people over the last two years, not just one year, two years, then he's not being honest. He's not being honest. Honesty would be if he stood up there and said, my party has gone astray. All the things we've done on COVID, all the mandates and regulations have been wrong. They have not worked. They've been harmful. We're going to stop them now. I can't. I cannot demand that my Democratic mayors and governors do as I say, but I implore them to do as I say. I cannot force them to do as I say, but I implore them to do as I'm saying right now, which is do what Boris Johnson just did, shockingly. I don't trust him. I don't trust BJ, do you? But he did just say in the next few days they're ending all the mandates. That's it. They're going back to pre-2020, March 2020 normalcy. This is what he said. No more mandates, no more passports, green passes, whatever the hell they call them there. No more masks. That's it. We're living with COVID, the end. Now, once again, I don't trust Boris Johnson. This was a shocker of shockers to me. And I don't expect any Democratic governor or mayor here to follow suit. But I, I, I truly believe that, you know, if there's another variant in three months or next fall or winter, he'll just bring everything back again. Everything's in place. He'll bring it all back again. So I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. But it was, it was, it was surprising. It was surprising he's, he's even doing it temporarily. It's surprising he's even doing it temporarily. So, you know, when you start to – but when you say, look, we need to change course, at least he did that for now. Once again, I don't trust him. You think you have to hold your breath at least for six months, maybe a year. But at some point you have to say, it's not working. It's not working. It's not working. And just because it was my idea or I did it doesn't mean I cannot I, – it doesn't mean I have to sit up here and pretend it was the right thing to do. And I cannot be wrong. I can never be wrong. It's called – do they realize it's called being sociopathic? That when Biden stands up there or de Blasio does a video and says, I am – I did a great job – I did a better job than anyone else has done. This is exactly what they claim Trump did, that they hated about him. And you could bet your ass if Trump stood up there after 15 months ago saying he was going to end COVID and we're in the situation we are right now, he would be crucified. Absolutely crucified. Crucified. Fact-checked. To death. But not this guy. Because he's got the left media on his side. He's got the magical D next to his name. I want to talk a minute. I haven't really talked a minute about the voting rights. bill. what Democrats are doing is in the voting rights bill. And so we have the right to cheat bill. Let's be honest about this. Voting rights happened under LBJ in the 60s, in the mid to late 60s. That's when voting, real voting rights happened. Before then, yes, you could be black, as they called you back then, colored, and not have the right to vote. That's not the case anymore. I wanted them to show me, the, show me the, 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 the grievance. Show me one grievance of a black person, a minority, saying they're not allowed to vote because they're a minority. They, where's the black person that said they could, we're, not, were not allowed to vote? Where are they? Where, where's this magical mystery person? Anyone can vote. Anyone who's a citizen can vote. Are there problems with long lines, especially in urban areas? Absolutely. But that has nothing to do with voting right. That doesn't to do with your right to vote. You have the right to vote. you just got to weigh on that long damn line, but now, of course, you can vote by mail, so you don't have to weigh on any line. There's a simple solution to this that would shut everybody up. Make it a federal holiday. A big reason why people get frustrated and got to leave is because they got to go to work, and you have to understand that. That's a real thing. But that wasn't the problem in 1955, that the lines were too long and they had to go to work. They, were, they couldn't vote. They weren't allowed to vote. They were stopped from voting. There was violence. They were stopped, physically stopped from voting. That's not the case anymore. So this idea that if you're not with us, you're a racist. If you're not with us, you're George Wallace, a Democrat, by the way. It's such nonsense. It's once again dividing. You are dirty, you're an evil person if you don't believe what we say. If you don't believe we have the right to cheat and do everything we can to cheat, you're an evil racist. How do you in one breath, this shows his dementia, Biden. How do you in one breath say people don't have the right to vote, people are having trouble voting, we need voting rights. And then in the next breath say, oh, great, the biggest turnout ever. I had the most votes ever. You have the two candidates, the Democrat with the most votes ever and a Republican with the most votes ever as a Republican. In the same breath, you say people can't vote, then you say we had the biggest turnout ever. How do you justify those two statements in the same friggin' breath? I applaud the biggest turnout in the history of the United States. Nobody can vote. We have a problem. People can't vote. Not allowed to vote in this country. Come on. Come on. So this is not voting rights. It's not. Make it a federal holiday. Pass that legislation. Why aren't they talking about that? Make it so people don't have to go to work. Then you can fix these other issues with lines and more polling places and the mail-in voting. But if people don't have to go to work, it's not such an issue to wait online a little bit longer. If you have to worry about getting fired or losing an hour or two's pay, it's a big difference. Make it a federal holiday. Case closed. Situation, solution, discovered, right there. Look at this. A little guy talking to his iPhone. But why aren't they talking about it? That's a simple thing that can be done. And if you're on record as not wanting to do that, then it's on you. Then it's on you, whether you're Bernie Sanders or Joe Manchin or Mitch McConnell. It's on you if you vote against that. And I would definitely call out anyone that voted against such a simple solution. We have holidays for things, Columbus Day, that we shouldn't even have holidays for. We can make voting a federal Holiday We can And that would create So much more opportunity For people not to worry about Having to go to work, missing work Forgetting about voting Because you got tied up at work Ab- Absolutely should be a federal holiday <clears throat> But once again These common sense solutions see, These common sense solutions Do not Create a rift racially which Democrats love to do. They love to create these phony, like Joy Reid. They love to create these phony racial rifts. These phony racial fights. Anyone in this country who's a citizen, and now in uh, places like New York City, uh, non-citizens can even vote. Ridiculous, of course. But now you're having a bill in New York where non-citizens can vote. How do you, how do you have a bill where you're allowing even non-citizens to vote and then say people can't vote? <laughs> There's no voting rights. It's absolutely insane, insane. <sighs> so yeah, that's another smokescreen, the voting rights thing. Let's you know, let's blame Mansion and Cinema for that. Let's blame Mansion and Cinema for that. Yes, Biden's speech on that was disgusting. I know I haven't talked about that, but yeah, of course it was disgusting. But that's all he knows is vitriol. He's an old politician. It's been around a long time. This whole thing of bringing people together, he's done the, just the opposite. Just the opposite. Speaking of uh, of uh, past presidents, and I did mention Trump, as uh, John Ziegler wrote today, I wonder what the news media slash woke Twitter reaction would be to the Biden press conference. If it had been Trump, and this is what I was saying, who was praising his own COVID response 14 months after clearly promising to shut down the virus on a day when the USA had almost 700,000 new cases and over 2,000 deaths. So you tout your COVID response, and part of your COVID response is now, as it's ending, as it's ending, as Omicron is about to end in the next week or two, now you're sending, now you're giving a place where people can get masks, And kits and testing kits when it's all over, as opposed to when we were in the middle of it or a year ago. And you say this is a great I've had great COVID response. My COVID response is fantastic. It's fantastic. When you're sending out testing kits and masks at the end, not that masks work, we know they don't. But if they believe these people who are sending them out believe they do. So why didn't they do it a year ago? We know test You and I know testing is bullshit. But these people believe it's really important. So why didn't they send out testing kits a year ago, when we truly were in the middle of it? Why send it out now when most scientists with a brain, most doctors with a brain, say this is the death throes now? It's in its death throes. It makes absolutely no sense. Almost everyone who was going to get Omicron has had it, and by the time they get these kits in mass, will have had it. It makes no sense whatsoever. And, but, this is, but then he touts his COVID response. he having a great COVID response. But you see, he could easily get out of this. If I were president, I would know a way out of this. But it would be admitting something. It would be admitting the vaccines were a failure. Yes, over 100,000 people. Is it 120,000 now and counting? More have died under Biden than Trump. Under vaccines. Then take out Biden and Trump. Put in vaccines and non-vaccines. Over 120,000 more people have died under vaccines than before vaccines. So what's the problem, Joe? Is it you? No, Joe. The problem is the vaccines didn't work. But he'd have to stand up there and say, the vaccines don't work. He'll never do that. He's too tied into the vaccine narrative. He's too tied into it to admit that. But... It would, the ironic thing is it, it would let him off the hook. The vaccines didn't work. We were wrong about the vaccines. We really hoped. I really, I'm not a doctor and I listen to the doctors and the scientists and I listen to my friends in Big Pharma who have had a good track record with vaccines in the past and therapeutics and we thought they would work. We gave it a shot. We believe We, should, we believe it was the right thing to do. It didn't work the vaccines haven't worked. So what we're going to do is, and once again, this is also late, we're going to switch to therapeutics because we've seen those work. We're going to switch to ivermectin. We're going to switch to do what Ron DeSantis did and setting up monoclonal antibody stations. So all those vaccine stations are leaving. We're getting rid of all the vaccine air stations and and, and we're going to do monoclonal antibody stations instead. We're doing a turnaround here. We're switching from vaccines, which we gave it a Good college try. We gave it 13 solid months, 14 solid months. They have not worked. More people have died with them than before them. So now we're going to switch to therapeutics. Now, this would be way too late. DeSantis did this months and months ago, which was the right thing to do. But this would be a great, great, great start. But Joe won't do that. Joe cannot admit the vaccines haven't worked because he's too invested in them working. He's too invested in the narrative that they've worked. So he gets saddled with 120,000 more deaths than Trump. They become his fault because he's too cowardly to admit the vaccines didn't do their job. They 120% didn't stop transmission. They 120% don't prevent people from getting it. And they haven't stopped hospitalizations and deaths either. They didn't work. They didn't work. Ah, A lot of people thought they'd work. Not just Biden, Trump, Fauci, many, many doctors, many scientists. You see them on TV all the time. The left media. Even the right media hoped they worked. They didn't work. They don't always work. Nothing always works. If something works 90% of the time, great. And vaccines do. This one didn't. Get over it. But they can't. Catch-22, baby. Catch-22. A catch-22 that they've created. A catch-22 that they have created. That is their problem. Something else Biden said today that John Ziegler reminds me of. He, as John puts it, he he bizarrely bragged that 95% of our schools are not closed when that number should, in a rational world, easily be 100%. It didn't just seem premature. It also felt like an old man boasting that 90% of the time when I go out, I do not shit my pants. Because as we find today, there are more school closings in California because of teacher shortages. Because Omicron has created a teacher shortage because teachers are too paranoid and scared to go into classrooms. Because as we know, not all teachers are smart. Just like not all doctors are smart, not all scientists are smart. So here we have it with teachers not going in because they're afraid of something that's the common cold. That's the common cold. With a little bit of sinus, with a little bit of cough, with a little bit of aches and pains, that kind of thing. And so they're not going in. Either they have this cold and they won't go in because of that, or they're perfectly fine, which is the case with most of them, and they still won't go in because they're too afraid to go in. So, the fact of the matter is the reason why 95 percent – I believe it's probably closer to 90 percent of schools that are open is because of the red states. Does he say that? Does he say that all 100 percent is Texas, 100 percent is is uh, Florida and 10 percent is California and 10 percent is in New York? Does he say that? The reason why he can boast that the overwhelming majority of schools are open are because of red states, babe, because of Republican governors, not because of Democratic governors, not because of Joe Biden. Look how long it took for even the Democrats to come around on this because they're forced to come around on it now, just the way they're forced to come around on living with COVID in general. So you see, the the, the dots aren't connected by someone like Biden. Maybe he doesn't want to. Maybe he's not capable of. But the dots aren't connected by the horrible journalists either. I don't like gotcha questions. They don't get you anywhere. But these are smart questions that should be asked. You said in, in one breath you said, Joe, Mr. President, Joey, in one breath you said people can't vote. Then the other – in the next breath you said we had the biggest turnout ever. In one breath you say 95 percent of schools are open. Yet you don't say why 95 percent of schools are open. You're not saying where those schools are. Who's responsible for those schools being open? Mr. President, come on. Fess up. Tell the truth here. Tell the truth. you know a friend of mine was walking by a hospital that's close by to where i live and he was talking to some of the emt people and he said they are totally frustrated they said this is all overblown the hospitals are not full of covid patients they say the biggest problem is people calling 911 which means they got to go they got to go on these ridiculous Wild goose chases and people coming to the ERs with colds. People calling nine one one for things that they never would have called nine one one for before, like head colds, or or bronchitis, or uh, slight fevers, or whatever it may be, or sinus infections. Because people are paranoid. Because people get a headache and they go, "Oh God, this is the beginning of the end." They get it, They start sneezing. They go, "Oh, oh, the beginning of the end." Call nine one one. That's the problem. So these EMT people were very frustrated. They were saying, come on. They were actually, you know, they were actually kind of making fun of the people who call them, saying, look, buddy, drink some tea. Go to bed. Take an aspirin and drink some tea, and you'll be fine in a few days, maybe a week. But this is what's happening. People have become so psyched out by Democrats and the left-wing media and the, the scare porn they see every day that they become real Sorry, I can't think of a pussies, pussified. <clears throat> a lot of them, most of them being men. Who I believe have always been more pussy, pussified than women when it comes to health issues. But this is what's happening. We're becoming so weak-minded, so weak physically, emotionally, so weak psychologically. We, that's what's happened in this that's what's happened in this world that's what we have created over the last couple of years. People are just incredibly incredibly weak that a cold becomes the beginning of death for them call nine one one I have a headache call nine one one I'm coughing <clears throat> and of course this This is like, you know, false alarms when it comes to calling the police or firemen. It takes up valuable, valuable, valuable uh, first responder time when they can be handling real things. So you talk to people. You talk to doctors and you talk to nurses and you talk to to people in the medical industry. You talk to scientists. You talk to all the way to EMT workers. One-on-one, no cameras, no social media, and they tell you the truth. They tell you the truth. Overblown. Creating panic. What we've done, as I was talking with some friends tonight at a local restaurant, a great local restaurant that has to go unnamed because they don't follow the vaccine and mask rules. Uh, we, follow, we, we, we find these places, and every week we usually go to one of them. A few of us. And uh, what I was talking about is we, we've really created a society where the, the hypochondriacs are now normal. Like these people who were in the woodwork, like if you were a hypochondriac or you have a obsessive, obsessive compulsive disorder, before COVID, you didn't want anyone to know about this. You hid. Or you had therapists. You know, it was private. But now they've come out of the closet. They've come out of the woodwork because it's been made normal. Obsessive compulsive disorder and hypochondria has become the norm. Not only that, it's become embraced as the way to be, as, as the virtuous way. That is a huge problem. That is a huge problem. If you're not a hypochondriac or if you don't have OCD, you're now considered abnormal and selfish. Weird. So we've normalized abnormality. And when you have someone like Biden who goes on TV for two hours and lies, it only makes it worse. These people are, are – their psychological issues are being justified. Glorified. And that's who's taken over. That's why these poor EMT workers and nurses and doctors and hospitals are overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed with people who are paranoid. They're overwhelmed with hypochondriacs. And they take time away from the really sick people, which are there also, of course. (sighs) So, yes, I guess my take on Biden is almost a half hour of talking here is he lied again for two hours. He just lies. But unlike with Trump, he gets away with it. You know, Trump could lie twice, and it'd be on the news cycle 24-7. This guy can lie 17, 18 times in two hours, and no one really cares. No one really cares. And so none of this will really change. Let's see what happens in the UK. Let's see if anyone follows suit. Like I say, I think you can forget about happening in the Democratic States and, and cities of this country. That's today's episode of And Let's Be Heard. I'm Micah Chopley, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.